Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill, like John Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, and we are broadcasting KMA episode number 497 from sunny South Florida. And as always, I'm here with my trusted gang, the man they call the GOAT, the Sh- Paul the Shameless, and the William the Scoop Cooper. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Getting my order messed up on the intro there. Uh, That's right. Get us all in. I think. I think. I think psychologically, I wanted to realter the order, shuffling Paul to the end, so he can just be KMA contributor eventually. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Tired man. Had a long night. A long night. You know, it's really funny how I really didn't think this would make such a big deal, but it seems to be what everybody's talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. What happened? You had a drop. They made you drop it. I well, you can't. I got verified on Instagram, and you can't have a nickname, and it changed my image uh. automatically because you have to submit a facial photo, um, which I didn't know that that was the one it was going to use as my new avatar. So you know, uh, I, I look like I'm pissed off. And, right. And you, can't tried, change, you can't change it for like you can't change it for days, right? days. I tried to update it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to update it, um, but I can't change it for 60 days. But it didn't change my Facebook avatar, but it changed my Facebook name. Is your Facebook – does your Facebook have a blue check on it? I don't no. think Facebook does the checks. Okay. Yeah, no, there's actually a separate fee or a separate thing to get so it on Facebook. Saka was telling me he just did a blue check on Facebook. Yeah, it's the same process he went to. And it's funny because – you know, you 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 have to upload like a photo ID, your driver's license, and whatever. Yeah. And, and um, it says the name has to be exact, and they allow nicknames, so to the point where abbreviated names. So if your name is Steven, you could use the name Steve Saka. But I, I really wasn't sure if mine was going to go through because mine says Ibrahim, right? Yes. So it's not even. It's not even. It's not even Abraham. It's, it's not even Abraham. Abraham. So I wasn't even sure if if, if that was going to go through. I was a little surprised. Do you have to pay for the, the check or just for the verification? It's process? a monthly service. Yeah, okay. That's cool though. It's a gen it's Isn't another it? it's another way for them to make huge ge- revenue generation. Exactly. Yeah, but and you know, they'll uh, they'll give you some play in their algorithms, I'm sure. It, well, so the supposed nice part is it, it saves you from hackers, and then if you do have a problem, you're supposed to be able to get through customer service or people better if something should happen well, to I wish I would have known that before. Well, I would hope so. You know, if I'm paying for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like any app, like I have, like, yes, if I'm paying for an app, I, I better get something 
little something extra. I even have a rule. Like if I, if I, if I, whatever it is, a game, an app, if I have to pay for it, if I'm paying for it, you're not getting a, a review from me. No, stop asking me in the app. I pay you. That's your review. You get paid by me. Stop asking. <laughs> exactly. Me. You're, you're no, paying yeah. with your wallet. Yeah, I'm, I'm paying. Get out and stop yeah. asking me for hey, a review exactly. every time I use the damn app. It's you know, so annoying. It's I, funny. Some of them I have guess, the option to say no more. Tim, Tim made up a Remind good point. me later, most of them. Tim, Tim made up a good point. It's funny. You know your moniker is stuck when Cigar Aficionado uses your moniker. I didn't realize that. They did say Honest Abe the Babna in, 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 yeah. in the issue. Good picture of socialite Tim B and myself in this issue of Aficionado. Nice. I think it's like my I think, I think it's like my third career appearance in the photo section. Probably. Second or third at least. Probably. I'm sure you'll uh, it'll be a while before the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding my breath for mine. So yeah. <laughs> have you ever been in the in aficionado coop? No, I haven't. I haven't. It, 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 in all fairness, I actually got to know one of the guys from Scar Aficionado on my recent travels to Nicaragua and the Dominican. Uh, Greg Matola. Greg Mato- no, it was Greg Matola. Re- very nice guy. We uh, we were at both festivals together this year. You know, every time I've been in it, though, I've never submitted it. it it's always someone else who has submitted, taken a picture with me somewhere or whatnot. I don't think I've ever sub- I've never submitted a photo. That would definitely David's on the happen. show though. David was on the show a while ago, I remember. Dave was on the show multiple times, and so yeah, was Gordon, yeah. and so was Gordon Mott. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was before my time, even though. Right? That was a while yeah, we ago. Call, That's yeah, we call that the good old days. <laughs> the good old days, the good old days. I got a uh, I got a birthday message from uh, Adam. <clears throat> oh. Oh, was it a voicemail? Was it a voicemail? No. No, I would I would have it uploaded if it was. No, it's just a, a series of text messages. But uh, he's doing very well, and uh, it was yeah, a he, series. I, I, it was a series of text messages. So yeah, well, did it not appear to be a sober? What series? time was it set? No, yeah, I, I'll tell you. I'll Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> All that jazz. Adios. <laughs> He sent me a happy birthday message at 9 o'clock a.m. yesterday. And I said, how are you? And he said, good. So he's, uh, you know, I don't want to share all the, the intricacies of what he's doing. but The uh, intimacies of your text messages back and forth? Well, no, we, I just asked him what he's up to. I was like, what are you doing? And so we, we talked a little bit about it. I can, I can share with you off the air if you'd like. But it seems like he's doing well. But it was like out of nowhere. Like I, I think he was like the second person to text me, and I saw his name pop up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, the the birthday greeting that wins the all time Hall of Fame award in my book was Evan Darnell's. Uh, here we go. Oh yeah, if you're if, if you're a socialite, Evan Darnell's post won the internet yesterday in celebration of Paul DeGracco's birthday. I'm gonna plan on doing the bare minimum at work today, and ultimately not show up. <laughs> now, if you yeah. thought if you thought that that wasn't epic enough, the depths of his wisdom comes through later on in the post. With he called you a cultural hero, Paul. Paul is a cultural hero, giving up his manhood and talking about it for the rest of us to feel better about ourselves. 
<laughs> that has to be the ultimate best birthday greeting. You did a good, you did a good job, Arabin, on that one. Uh, Evan, and like, like, hold on. And like I said, if Evan Darnell wants to question my manhood, all he has to do to be able to do that is be able to smoke a cigar anywhere on his property. He 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 tells us all the time he's not allowed to smoke a cigar anywhere on his property outside nowhere. Wait 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 wait. He has somebody to go to tag, cigar shops. Somebody tag Evan Darnell. I, I I somebody tag him real quick. Uh, Paul, are you like throwing the towel? You're not throwing a towel down, but like the white whatever it's it salt. is. Uh, yeah, are you like you know calling it on Evan Darnell, saying he has no manhood. I mean, he has way less manhood. I'm not than saying I do. who wears. The, we all know who. Whoa, 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 man! I wouldn't throw that. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you two in a gym at the same time. We'll see. Now, right? This is in fair. Like you make a good point, Paul. You you have your argument, but like you know, Evan bench presses like eight hundred. Yeah, pounds. don't 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 stretch it. You a man? I'm a, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Holy shit, I can only hope Evan Darnell comes on the show right now. <laughs> I still love shit. Evan. I can't tell but if I, Evan loves me. I don't know. Are you saying that Evan's not allowed to enjoy a cigar in his backyard? Is he's that not. what you're saying? Yeah. Is, is it because he tells, he tells he he, he <laughs> no, introduces no, 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 no. himself to people saying, Hi, I'm Evan Darnell. I only smoke cigars in cigar bars. I have a Jewish wife that doesn't allow me to smoke anywhere near my home. Paul with a big powerful <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Quentin Tagging, man. Holy shit. Of all people uh, I ever thought Paul would throw down with, I didn't think it was gonna be Evan Dunn. I'm not throwing down right. with him. I I did this. Is, oh, here cleaver. it is. Here it is. He's oh, here. See, that's my buddy. Yeah. I Listen, love him Paul, too. the guy's got a meat cleaver. Be careful. Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Evan may have not heard the previous comments. He may have just jumped on and said, no, said I, 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 I love you, Paul. Paul. Ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. So now, now the real dig is coming. Uh, Evan, he, he, sure. he basically challenged your manhood, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> you can go back and listen to the last few minutes of the show. You <laughs> your manhood. Oh man! Wow. Well, yeah. If, listen, I, nobody's doubting that Evan Darnell can bench press probably me, Coop, and Alex in his hands at the same time. So I'm not. So, I'm not saying he's. I uh, just want. I just want to question this for a guy who has to get dragged to every function that his wife ever makes. Yep. And has very little leeway with his own wife. Your only claim to fame that you claim that you have more manhood than Evan Darnell is you get to smoke a cigar in your backyard. Well, it was just one thing that I know that that goes on in. But I don't think you can, I don't think there's anything else you can cling to, and I don't even know for a fact if you are allowed to smoke a cigar in your backyard. Yeah, I have a I have an ashtray out there. Oh, it's, if if Stephanie wasn't still in her pajamas, she would come on the air and. I, I may have to. I may I'm have not, to I don't PM smoke her. in my house. I don't. I don't smoke, smoke in my, in my house. house. So my wife has allowed me on certain occasions to smoke in the house, but. It's a regular. I no guess hat. if the kids weren't going to be here for a while, and and I smoked in the house, but I don't want to. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't like the lingering smell afterwards in my house. Yeah, I don't but yeah, I smoke on our patio, on our on our, on our lanai, or on our front porch. Oh, there, there you, there you have it, there there now. It's what? worth the trade off. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We all oh. make sacrifices. I'm just saying. What's everybody lighting and, up and, today? And by the 
I get the option to not go to places, just so you know. I, I choose to go. I, I think it's one of the things about me is if I wasn't married, I'd be such a recluse. I'd, I would live in my house and never leave. So I, I get forced to go out. I mean, I go out by choice when she's going somewhere. I always have the option to not go, but it's it's good for me. You never say no. No, I do. I, I haven't gone. I haven't gone to like three or four things in the last two weeks, actually. I don't know. I'm it, pretty, it saved us I'm money because we didn't sure, have to hire a babysitter. I'm pretty sure the relationship exists where if she says jump, your immediate question is how high. Well, what, what was the last wedding you turned down you going to? Respect? No. I how many weddings have you turned down going to Paul? Paul doesn't turn down weddings. Recently. I'm going to one when I'm up in New York in July. Another no, that's a friend of ours. Okay, I want to go. Man, you go to a lot of weddings, man. A lot of what you're flying all you do, I mean, I'm wedding. just not even like you, but like God, a lot of your friends. Are, we have a lot of friends. Always... We have a lot okay. of friends. I'm a lot of friends too. I just say no. Oh, wait, 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 yeah, exactly. Here's the difference. All right. Okay? And this is probably a question will relate easier to Coop because we're closer to the same age, right? Of all the wedding invitations you received in your life, Coop, what do you think the percentage of weddings that you actually went to? I'm going to say less than 25%. I, I was going to say way less than half for me. I mean, literally. Yeah, it's less than half. Life. I would say it was higher earlier on, but as it got older, it got less and less. Absolutely. Yeah. I guarantee you yeah. Paul's It like was higher 90. earlier on when you were younger and all oh, your close friends were getting married. But, but we had to make it. But you can't. How many close friends do you have? I mean, then it gets to like acquaintances. Like, I mean, exactly. there were guys who were in my inner circle. I'd go to their yeah. weddings. But then there's some of these other like work colleagues and stuff. I, you know, well, I'm not going to know anyone. Paul went to his third cousin removed from an in-law that he met at some function five years ago, his wedding that he got invited to. Yeah, let's go. I might be able to sing Billy Joel karaoke. Yo. Wear a dress. I can wear my dress. <laughs> one time I put a dress on. That's all it takes, one, bro. One time too many it was. <laughs> you know, it's like one penis. That's all it takes. Uh, here we go. I mean, at uh, least when Abe put a dress on, it was for charity. It was a little different story there. Look, Quentin's talking about getting married already? Didn't he just start dating this girl? No, I'm not going to your wedding, Quentin. I'm sorry. It was listed. She's already listed. He put a, a, a text between him. She's already said he calls her, her his wife. Uh, so yeah. She's already named him his wife. The well, last wedding I went to. Yeah, actually, what's that about? I don't know. Let's slow down. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Tobacco was the last wedding I Ooh. went to, and I was in Vegas for that. This is the new Rare Leaf Maduro we just got in. Yes, Smoke I smoked one yesterday. Which one? You, which one did you grab? It uh, looks like a Toro. Oh, nice, nice. I haven't I smoked it yet. There's only three sizes. What I know. I, well, I didn't, I'm not smoking a test too too strong from this morning. I'm 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 lacking sleep this morning. But yesterday I, I tried the uh, torpedo because it was it's the only box press one, which was very good. Oh, you know what? If I would have caught that, I probably would have grabbed it. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not normally a torpedo guy, but with the box press, I said, yeah, let me try this one. Yeah. Yeah, we just got these in yesterday. They're available online, but I, I this is the first one I'm smoking. Very, so. very good. I enjoyed it. I Already enjoyed off to a nice start, but I'm still absorbing it. That's got to be a heavy. That's a heavier cigar for the morning, though. No, I would say. You know, you know, I, I smoked you. it yesterday while I was working. I tended to stay away from heavier stuff. It didn't. It didn't blow me away. It's got you know. It's got those okay. nice Maduro yeah. flavors. I mean, and it's full body, but it didn't. The strength I've, already awake, I've already been awake for five hours, so I don't know how much morning yeah. it is for me anymore. I was texting you guys at four in the morning. Yeah, I had a long night. I, up, I, had, yeah. 
I got sick kids. I, was, I spent half the night in the hospital, ERs, all that good stuff. Fortunately, everybody's all right. Carmine's all right. We just he's got all Carmine had a lot of symptoms going on at once. Fevers, yeah. rashes, leg pains. Yeah, no. Listen, I was scared we weren't gonna have a show today. Oh, because you, you were you were sick too. Because at four in the morning I was texting these guys, guys, I'm you know, you know, I think I'm trying to refuse it. I'm trying to deny it or like not admit it because growing up when I heard all these my older friends complain about it, I was like, how weak are you? But I am like becoming <laughs> literally, but I am becoming like ultimately like lactose intolerant in my older age. Um, I drank gallons of milk, gallons as a kid. Yeah, I can still eat cheese, no problem. I put cheese on everything, love cheese. We have charcuterie boards all the time. But if I like have cookies and milk at night and a glass of milk, like so I've steered away from like milk pretty much on a whole, even during the day now. But like I had one of those the kids last night where were, they, they watched Dungeons and Dragons. We all hung out and watched it. And um, did you ever see those mini cones? They got them I know, I have them here. I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. So it's yeah. like the Trader Joe's mini Dude, I had one of those. It's, it's like it's like a quarter size of an actual drumstick ice cream. They're like so mini. I'm like, uh, dude, I was messed up all night. And I was texting you guys at four in the morning. I'm like, guys, I don't know how I'm going to be in another three or four hours. But I may not make the show. Which then had me nervous. Because we already have the film crew scheduled for our 500th episode, which I already fucked up the date once, and there's no way I could push it back again with those guys. I was going to say, we might have to do a show next week when I'm not in town. All right, right. We made it. Everybody made it. Just to make June 24th, you know, land right, which, you know, Paul, you do know it's June 24th, right? Yep. No, nobody told me. <laughs> Bro, we told you last week. We told didn't you. We went to the exact conversation tape. last week. Go back no. to the tape. Go back I'm to going, the tape. I'll go back. No, no, I don't think it was on a tape. I think it was during our meeting. It was during it was during our uh, no. KMA prep I'm meeting. It down now. We're like, has anybody told Paul? No. And he said he did the exact same thing. No, nobody told me. I have it in. I'll be here. I have family in town, but I'll be here. I'm pretty sure. Let me see. <laughs> I should probably check my flight schedule, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll be here. Thank God. Oh, jeez. I'm checking the flights just to make sure, but I'm 99% sure we're flying out the, the week after. But anyway, I can't wait. Pretty sure. Where are we doing it? Here in Boynton Beach. At the we're store? Gonna- we're going to be doing yes. it like we did the um, like we did the 400th episode from the JC Newman factory. We got the te- wait, we got yeah, the I'll team. be there. I'll be here. My flight's not until July. We got the video team that does the video for the Great Smoke coming in doing a setup, so it'll be nice. History, yeah. It'll be nice. Oh, I'll get to my buddies. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah crew. that's right. That's no, nah, that's right. He runs around with the film crew guys all during oh, the Great Smoke. During the Great Smoke. Of he's course. got a yeah. He's got a guy trailing him the entire time. That's right. I forgot. Um, <laughs> Abe forgets too. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I had a fun time last weekend in in Charlotte. I tell you what, yeah, tell, us, tell us about it. It's 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 a it's completely different. Um, it's a completely different experience, like from like a great smoke experience, because um, it's not run by a um cigar retailer per se or cigar company it's like run by a consumer 
So it's it's a series of events. Um, it's a series of events, I think, in multiple locations over a four or five day period and um, in functions. And that's what it is. So I flew in Friday night and there was a big function at, uh, oh, God, what was it called? Tailored Smoke. Thank you. Tailored Smoke. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the shop I go to downtown. Is it? Okay. It, it yeah. was hard for me to tell the setup because it was like jam packed. You couldn't like. Oh, yeah. That's why I wasn't around there. But I was at my yeah. daughter's. Scoop, is yeah. that the place that I that I went to that that time? Like it's that, like that's place, right at the, the place the downtown city. when you were in Yak. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice place. It was. It, it, they have two stores. I actually go to their other store because it's easier to park more now. But they have one downtown, which is near my old office. Okay. But it's packed. I knew that place would be packed that night. Oh, it was jam-packed. And it was fun it's time. Small, that's not a big place. The other, It's a smaller place, that place. It's not a small place. I mean, I've been to small cigar shops. It's not a huge place, but I wouldn't call it a small it's place. Big, Compared it's to the second store, it's small. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had a great time. And then I was part of a panel the next morning, which I actually, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I had a good time with it, actually. Um Got to see some friends I hadn't seen in a while, uh, Jax, and obviously Eric and I were staying at the same hotel. Um, but, uh, you know, the, these people were very, uh, I was very surprised, actually. There were multiple people in the crowd who actually wanted, like, you know, the questions were very business-specific. They were thinking about opening their own bars, their own cigar shops. There were retailers there, other retailers there who, you know, didn't know how to handle certain situations um, in their shops. Uh, it was more business specific than I thought for a consumer event. Um, but like, I thought this was going to be like a 30 minute thing. I think we were there for almost three hours talking to everybody. So, yeah. uh, and they had like, uh, it was Saturday morning uh, at one o'clock and there was probably like about 50, 60 people there. It was, a, it was hosted at, at another cigar shop. Um, oh, I'm so bad. They had two letters or two words, something and something. Barn barrel, something in Ash barrel. barrel. Ash and barrel. barrel. Thank you very much. God, can't remember shit. So uh, it was there, but it was fun. It was good to see Drita. You know, she's been a long time supporter of you know smoking and has been in the great smoke pretty much almost every year. And it was nice to support Is her. Is it her event, Abe? It's her event. Now I, yeah. I could be wrong on this. I could be wrong on this. I, I, this is something that I, I, for some reason, I remember hearing. I can't tell you where I heard it or where I remember. But I think it's her event and another person that started it or doing it together. And I think they got married. I don't know if that's the truth or not. But I know it's her and, and another person's event. But, you know, I couldn't tell you who the other person is. So it very well could be her husband. I don't know. You know, she got married in the last two years, I think it's been. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good time. It was nice being down there. I had a, had a, had a, had a blast. And of course, being with Eric Espinosa is always funny. <laughs> Literally, so it was funny. Hey, bro. So this is just a series of events spread out among different. Yeah, it's it's like, like a series of functions. It's like a series of functions, you know. Um, and they're at different cigar shops or a third party location, maybe because I only went to two of the functions. But um, yeah, it's a series of different events, so it's it's different than anything I've seen because I've traveled the country and done various multi-vendor cigar events similar to our event, um, but this was not in the format of anything I had seen before. 
Have you ever participated or seen or been involved with it, Coop? Because it's not I far have, from rural. No, I, I haven't. But typically, this is the first year. I, we usually we go away for our anniversary, which is why I wasn't around last week. But um, we go away this year. So I. But this is, you know, it's usually my anniversary weekend. So I tend to spend it with my wife. But actually, there's two of these events now in Charlotte. So Drita started this thing about three years ago. And then one of the people she was working with broke off and started another one of the events. And they had it last month. So you were at Queen City Cigar Fest. The other one's called Charlotte Cigar Week. And they're both in the same vibe. And Abe, I, I couldn't get a, a read for attendance on this, right? That I couldn't get a read from what I saw. It's hard to read attendance because it's not yeah. like one it's, event. It's, right. Right? Yeah. But you know, there was I definitely way well. more people. Yeah. There were definitely way more people at the party at, at Taylor Smoke that night than there was at the VIP um, because panel. That's the night. Yeah, that's an old night at Taylor Smoke where where you did was a VIP ticketed thing. Yeah. Um, so. But, you know, a lot of this is a lot of this, it's mostly tied in. And I'm not knocking this. It, it's it's usually smoking and, and, and spirits tied together. So they tend to have these at, at retail shops that have bars is what they'll have for the most part of these events. Um, and, and it's just, it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of those types of places that have been popping up in Charlotte over the past five or six years now. I gotta tell you, I'm not finding this to be too heavy. It's it's not, it's heavier than it's a little bit heavier for me than the regular, the original rare fusion, uh, rare leaf. Um, but I'm not finding it like too heavy to be a morning cigar and burning gorgeous. Yeah. I, I honestly I rarely smoke a morning cigar. I, I I tend to only smoke at night. But I do think about that if I do, like if we're somewhere like we're away and I want to smoke a cigar in the morning, I, I do take that into consideration. So I haven't smoked that one yet. I do I, I want to try it for sure. We just got them yesterday. They just yeah, shipped, yeah. yeah. I don't even think there's a picture. I mean it's up online, but I don't even think we uploaded a photo of the product yet. Are they in the stores? Yeah, can I you buy them in the store? I just okay. took it off my shelf. I don't know if they've gotten to the other stores yet. I mean, we just got them here, so I don't know if the other stores got the delivery yet. But the warehouse got theirs, we got ours, and uh, I literally saw it on the shelf and grabbed one. I liked the rare leaf better than the supreme. Is this what's the one with the three colors? The supreme leaf, supreme leaf. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Which way do you lean on that, Alex? Or and Coop, both. Hmm. I can tell you, it's very easy for me. It's the very Supreme easy. Supreme Leaf me. blows away the rare. I'm not a big fan of the original rare leaf, but the the Supreme Leaf's fantastic, especially the last one they did, the round one. That's a they're, great they're, line. They're both my two favorite products coming out of Agonorsa. Is why we worked on them on Rare Fusion. But I lean Supreme Leaf. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just don't. I mean, obviously, um, rare leaf is more available than. You know, Supreme Leaf, we get them. Maybe we get a couple because they fly. Once Supreme Leaf hits, they're yeah. gone. You know, we may have a box or two that we get to, you know, between all of us employees and whatnot that we want to try. But so, yeah, that Supreme Leaf. But obviously, I've smoked more Rare Leaf because I can get my hands on them. And that's because do you, do you rare remember leaf is... when we were in. T- Go oh, ahead. Cool. I'll just say Rare Leaf is distributed to a smaller uh, amount of retailers. And Supreme Leaf is kind of wider spread, so as a you got to be an Agador to select retailer to get Rare Leaf. So as a result, the Supreme Leaf, a lot of retailers aren't getting a lot of boxes of those. Right, right. We're when we simple. were in Tampa for the J.C. Newman thing, 
Remember we went to Jeff's, <laughs> we went to Jeff's store. They, Jeff wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, uh, <laughs> we saw, I think there were four Supreme Leafs on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we bought the last four. And yeah. I remember smoking them there with you guys. That's right. That's right. That place yeah, was hopping spring. too. Yeah, it was hopping on a Friday. Oh, Brulee Blue. Listen, I, I, I love the Brulee Blue. I really do. I think that's a great cigar. Preparation for the summer soccer. So I think yesterday, the goat and I posted a. We had to do a tutorial video. Because <laughs> that you, train everybody. Did you watch it? It was. I, I saw it for like thirty it seconds. It was very soccer esque. How the rules of that thing? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't rules. It was just how it was going to work. But literally, right. this, could, this could be the most intricate and without a doubt the grandest. I mean, look. It's not grand as far as dollar value. I mean, I think we put a $9,000 value on the... And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about... So last year, we kind of... I don't know how it happened, but accidentally ran into a summer of soccer promotion that took on three campaigns for the whole summer. Um, and we bought it back this year as one campaign, a 12-week campaign for the whole summer. And I, I think summer of soccer is going to end up being a smoking annual thing now. I mean, it's just it's kind of created awesome. a culture... On its own, and it's going to be a thing. The summer of Saka, and um, you know, in, in our in our constant desire to keep our outdoing ourselves, the, you know, there's a string of prizes. There's prizes every Thursday, so there's twelve weeks of Friday drawings where people win epic stuff. One of it, most mostly, oh, and I got the technical name because I actually texted Steve Saka yesterday because you know he has a special name for everything he makes. For so everything, I, I literally said, you know. Uh, I literally BTX said um, you got, I said you got a fancy schmancy name for your cutter Guillotina de Saka so that's, <laughs> that's what it's called the guillotine, not guillotine the Guillotina de Saka cutter which he's been posting about so we're going to give away one of those every Friday for 12 weeks and then we have this that's epic, awesome man the ones that aren't for sale but he's telling how much it is yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. You, you know, it's like $280 retail value. So, that's that's then, thick, too, isn't it? That's, that's got I don't know. It, I think. No, it's, it's a it's, nice, it's, it's like a, a shovel and cutter. I gotta say that. It, it's, it's a little chunky, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's every week we'll be giving that away with a cutting board and, and, uh, and another socket squash cutter we made. And, and these awesome t shirts. Do you have a picture of you in the shirt, Alex? Or we, we made these king, we got a couple king squash. So this year's theme is the legend of king squash. So we got a couple king squash items. We haven't put them all up yet, but t shirts were the obvious thing. I think a lot of people like, like original tees, and this is definitely going to be a unique t shirt. There it is. Oh, I like that. Looks yes. Like looks exactly think- like. Oh. <laughs> this this sucks for me though because I can't win any of this stuff. I'll sell my cigars, but why not? Because I don't. First of all, even you're if barely in, you're barely involved with the organization. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, it's you're so barely much, involved so in this organization. Listen, so half, half our half when, our fans are more involved than you are with the show. We, <laughs> we probably had our our pool. We had a after end of year pool party for all the kids in the neighborhood graduating from preschool. And it got canceled because of the weather. So my wife was like, why don't you just tell everybody to come here? I was like, yeah, they can all come here. We had like 70 people here. But I had two cigars sitting out that I said for my birthday I want to smoke. But look what they are. That's, I'm a real Saka fan. I had a Sin Compromiso, and Ronnie sent me the uh, some Dunderma uh, oh. that I bought, actually. But I just got them the other day. So I was they're sitting here. I got to smoke them tonight. 
because so uh, even Alex, so this I is like another this party you guys weren't invited to. Seventy was the max. He didn't have room for two more. <laughs> well, hold on. It people. wasn't for my birthday. It wasn't for my birthday. It was. Uh, it was. We were going. Everybody was going to the pool, and it was pouring and lightning and thundering, and all these people were like, "We got to get these kids out of the house." So we're like, "Just come over here." And then it turned into guys. I mean, I we probably had seven different types of bourbon that everybody just came with a bottle of bourbon, and it became my birthday party impromptu. But there I were probably forty kids here. A long time ago. Paul has this persona amongst his friends, and the last thing he would want is any of us coming there and tainting that false yes. image that he has yes. amongst his friends. We're not invited. What it's do you okay. mean? They think I'm a hot shot? Please. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's all right. It's okay. If there's right. one thing I pride myself in is I'm the same person with you guys that I am with everybody else. No, but clients, you don't work with, with my them. Friends. They don't see how you work. You, you know, <laughs> listen, I, I used to love you a lot. And so I don't really work, work with you either. Uh, well, see, that's how you call it. That's how you don't really work with us. <laughs> that's exactly how you take it. So, anyways, <laughs> back to summer soccer. So we went summer over the top. soccer. Yeah, we went over the top. So, I, you know, like I said, we've given away bigger prizes, but when you look at everything and all the weeks combined, what's going on? This has to be our most insane promotion. But the most epic thing, which there's only going to be two of the world, two of these in the world, is. We're making a six-foot soccer squash replica. And what's great is, look at this guy. This guy keeps sending me updates every week on that's where really we, cool. Where it's at, and, and that's going to be on the platform. So it's still going to go on a platform. It's just, it's, it's going to be just like the figurine. He literally asked me, he's like, yeah, "Do you want do you want to leave a hole in his mouth? We can put a real cigar." I'm like, "Nope." Make it yeah. exactly the way the figurine is. Nobody wants yeah. a cigar that's going to shrivel, and nobody wants to waste a decent cigar putting it in there. But um, no, it's going to be a six foot tall replica. One, we, two will be made. One will be here that we'll keep in Boynton Beach, and the second one will be delivered to the grand prize winner of the Summer with Soccer promotion, where all your purchases for all twelve weeks will add up cumulatively for the amount of entries you can have, and we're going to deliver that to somebody's home. In the continental U.S., and if you're in Hawaii, I was going to say you better pray. Michelle we already talked about no, 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 no. We already talked about. Listen, if somebody in Hawaii or Alaska wins it, um, we'll give them the credit of what we would have spent to deliver it in the continental U.S. And if they want to pick up after that, they can. Because I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to be. It could be a stupid amount. It could be a reasonable amount. I have no idea. They can send it to somewhere in California if they're in Hawaii, and then because 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 the way you know the way these people who make this because this is the same company that does bobbleheads for the NFL for the Hall of Fame guys and stuff like that. It's a big outfit, and um, they have a very special way these things get shipped. You know, they track sure, it, sure, they yeah. put it on the back of a truck. So, you know, I don't even know how how to get to Hawaii or Alaska. I'm sure these guys would know and and will do it, but. Um, what I security think, provisions are you making uh, for where this where this is going to be in the store? Is there going to be like a, a sensor on it? If it gets lifted up, the alarm goes off. People no, are going to no, want to steal that thing. No one's moving this thing. It's no fucking one's... six feet tall, bro. I don't think. I mean, you know, the floor guys get a little bit preoccupied, but if they can't see a guy trying to walk out with a six foot tall statue, you know, we got bigger problems. I like to see someone trying to load that in their car. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy slip. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go to our smoking Facebook page. Uh, the goat and I did a little tutorial. <laughs> yeah, the goat. Hey, you know, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of offers to buy this thing. 
from the winner. I think I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of people who's gonna offer to buy it. So, um, they're just gonna want it, especially because really there's only gonna be two of these in the world, you know. And uh, if it goes successful, we might make this an annual part of Summer Osaka that we will. We will be the sole provider of six foot soccer squatches. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Annually in the country, so so Steve's not even going to have one. No, no. Wow, no. Eh, what do I need a six foot soccer squatch for? Well, he yeah. is a six foot soccer squatch. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> yeah. I got me. I mean, I mean, literally, he is a six foot soccer squatch. He was on your show the other night, Coop. I watched most of the show. It was re- it was really good. Now yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this now, because this way it'll be on the air and recorded in case somebody tries to steal this idea. What do you think? You know, because we do have summer of soccer 2024. What do you think would cause more ruckus? A six-foot replica of a soccer squatch or a six-foot replica of Steve Saka? See, I was gonna ask if you're gonna do a statue of him. I think soccer was causing more ruckus. You go first. First of all, I don't know if he'd allow me to do one. I'd have to really sit him down with a big bottle of scotch and like act like we're gonna hang out. And <laughs> act him while he's ordering with him, he'll, he'll, and, and, he'll and, change and, his mind and record it. You know, but I mean, that could be what we do next year. You get a six foot replica of Steve Saka. You know, it it could have. You know what? I would, invest, like I would invest in, a, a, in putting a, a digital recording in it so it would give you like a 90-minute diatribe of tobacco so you could just sit on your patio, hit the button, and listen to him talk while you smoke a cigar. There you have it. I said it here for It was the easiest show I did listen. on Thursday. Yeah, right? I could see did him. You, did you get up and take a bathroom break and come back while he was still in the same story? <laughs> there was one point where he was explaining the ideal hamburger, right? And it was like him describing one of his tobacco blends. I'm like, this is the most detailed explanation of a hamburger I ever heard. It had to be a 20-minute It had to be a 20 minute description of what the perfect hamburger is. He right? was. It was. <laughs> All right, this cigar gets a W for me so far. Nice. This cigar gets the W for me. The, the statue should be Steve Saka. Completely nude, but with a tobacco leaf covering uh, the bottom half, like Adam and Eve, like with a cigar in in his hand, or actually usually sticking out of his mouth. That's that's something to win. You know what's funny? These guys specialize in making bobbleheads of NFL players. Can you imagine we made a six-foot Steve Saka? That's why I think it would be cool. And I think Steve would go for it. If you put a good order in with him. Right. A good order will get Steve to do almost anything. I'm surprised no one's done a soccer bobblehead anyway. That could be. Well, who's going to do it if it's not him? Us. I mean, Us. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> you guys, that's it. Yeah. Us. That was one of the things I always wanted at the baseball team I worked at. We had we had a sponsor one time ask about doing it, but it's not cheap yeah. to sponsor bobblehead yeah. days. And they were like, well, if we're going to spend that much money, why wouldn't we have, like, Bud Harrelson, who's the, a former Met that was our, you know, coach and, and part owner. Like, why would we pay for some guy in an orange jacket? But Oh, they wanted to make a bobblehead of, of you? Yeah, yeah. That it, was, cool. it was always that was a promotional. It was always a, an option for some of our yeah. sponsors because they would do, like, 10 bobblehead days games a year. So they always had me, like, the on-field host as an option to do a bobblehead of me. And nobody ever – picked it up one company wanted to but it's listen it's a significant investment on top of whatever the sponsorship price is to just buy the the bobbleheads because they do a thousand of them i think or 1500 so it's it's like a fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollar commitment 
and then plus they charge you for sponsorship and all that stuff. So it just never happened. We were so close one time to, to the point where we were taking pictures for what my what my um, what my position would be like, what, how I would be how I would look in the bobblehead. But we never got there. The PA announcer got one. Our, one of my one of my good friends. He, he passed on, but a very good friend of mine and mentor, he the PA announcer had a bobblehead. It was pretty cool. I, got, I have it sitting somewhere. I don't think it's in here. Yeah. But and the owner of the team, of course. There is a coupe one. I do have a coupe one. Is there? Yeah, I can. Break oh yeah, it down yeah, yeah. I saw, I've saw that. I think yeah. I've saw that before. Yeah, it, my kids, my kids got it for me, and I'm younger, thinner, and more hair. You know, is what I'll just say. So it doesn't there look used, like me now. There used to be two Abe bobbleheads, and they both broke. I, I one got broke in the shop, and then I took one home to my house, which one of my kids broke. So there used to be two Abe bobbleheads. Oh yeah, you got one up uh, on the shelf up there, right? No, that's uh the bobbleheads are gone. They're actually they were pretty good looking and accurate. Oh, that's like a Funko Pop. Type. Yeah, I got a Funko Pop that somebody made me. I got a Nesta Miranda one. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And a Carlito one. There's a lot of there's a lot of Carlito. Uh, lot of Carlito yeah, they sell those too, in actually. Vegas too. You can get those at the stop. You, know, you can buy it on the Fuente website. The Carlito ones. Yeah, it's a few Rick Rodriguez bobbleheads floating around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had an interesting week with Matt Booth. We had the golden death bucket, which was shockingly, I didn't even understand the, the culture craze around that cigar. Did, did, are you familiar with it? Coop, have you ever had one? I've had it. I thought it was, I'm going to be yeah, he, thought, this, this is the third variation of it, right? Okay. It originally, I mean, I thought originally it started out with Pravada. I mean, that's what I thought it originally started yeah. with. Um, I yes. thought it was dead. I thought they killed the project. I didn't realize it was still going. I mean, Matt killed the project, I thought. so. Yeah, I think he did, but he bought it back as the Golden Death Bucket, which is like, right. I guess, yeah. only, only which is now out. just, right, right, it's an event cigar. But there's, like, wild craze for this cigar. I remember I was at a PCA. This is, one, like, 2017. He had these on a table, like, some of this, and no one knew what they were, and people were just going crazy wanting them no, without even knowing what the cigar was they just looked at that bucket drew i think that was uh 1500 for a bundle or 1800 for a bundle not for one yeah it's, it was 1800 i mean it's not it's 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 it. it's a good cigar i'll say it's a good cigar i don't know if it's a 1500 thing i chased down though no it was it was a bundle and that was some secondary market and yeah. i don't even know if that's verified it was a story we heard yeah um but um, I, I was really surprised. I mean, people really came out. The, the Ruma sold out. Everything we got the Ruma, and I think there's some death buckets left, Alex. So the the, the Alex is going to build a page. So if anybody missed their chance in getting a golden death bucket, it should be up sometime Monday. You'll be able to go and get it on all the rest of the Room One Hundred and One cigars that we carry because the, the rumors are all gone. Yes, yeah. So you'll be able to you'll be able to get your hands on some death bucket with the purchase of a box. So that was a, that yeah. was an interesting, fun interview. And to answer Tom's question, um, stick around during the break. That's all I got to say. Stick around during the commercial break. Do not go to the bathroom. <laughs> so we're not gonna have Paul's uh, promo video, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I deleted that. No, he didn't. I didn't? Sorry, downloaded it. Fans, I am here behind... Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't do it. Wow. 
It's all right. I have, I have a backup. I got, I got distracted last week. I meant to. <laughs> it's easy to pull it down. Shocker. That that video that you guys did, the promo video with Matt Booth's voicemail to Alex, was hilarious. <laughs> and that's a real voicemail he left you, I'm sure. Oh yeah, that's literally a re- that's. Well, I, I don't know if if people know this or not, but you know, you can call it Matt Booth's shtick, but it's not. This is that's how you it. no. This is how you interact with the guy, like All on a normal yeah. business, personal talk, regular yeah. conversation, yeah. business conversation. This is how it works, man. Matt Dude. Booth is Matt yeah. Booth. No, there's that was a voicemail. Yeah, legitimate voicemail. There's definitely not an on-air persona. No, that no, was not. No, hey, call me. Not. That, yeah, that wasn't like, hey, call me and leave me a crazy voicemail for a promo. This is what I, you know, woke yeah. up to, and yeah. that's what I get. I've, yeah. I'm sure I, I've got a couple of those. Yeah, no, Matt, <laughs> he's called me from the toilet before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What did you guys think of the rumor? I liked the rumor. It was good. I liked I it. Didn't, I didn't get one. I liked it, but I thought it was completely different than the original. That's not, and so it's not not gonna know one. It was just completely yeah. different. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the old one. I don't remember yeah. the old one, but no, it was good. But I they did a good size. job with it. I thought. Still, yeah. I thought it was a good cigar. Yeah, yeah, and it sold out pretty quickly for yep. us. So people yeah. were excited for it. My staff got some. They spread them around. Alex got two of them. He gave one to somebody else. So I didn't get one. Couldn't tell you because oh, we sold out. They're gone. They're gone. Now I will say. When we, I mentioned that during the broadcast because Alex smoked one during the broadcast. I had to smoke a, a little bit delicious. Um, kudos to Jason Hawkins. I didn't do it because I just can't do that. But he literally told me, messaged me, he said, take one out of my box before you ship it. He did. He did. He did. Super nice guy. Oh, that's, that's nice. very nice. Yeah. Yeah, super nice guy. He even tried to message me, Abe, and tell did me you, to. My I, told him, I said, no, we're not doing that. Abe will not do that. No. Enjoy the cigars, man. Appreciate that's it. Not, yeah, that's really nice. When, you know, it's very. But nice. yeah, I didn't get any. We got a couple samples. Yeah. They got given out, and I got I got left out. Yeah. So maybe I tell, we'll, I tell you what. Maybe we'll eat a death bucket on a future broadcast. I smoked that during the <laughs> broadcast, and if anybody still got some, they are fucking smoking. All I haven't smoked, but just looking, I mean, watching it, it it looked like it smoked well, perfect. That's smoking. I mean, I haven't had one probably in a year. You know, and that was smoking phenomenal. Enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed that shit the other night. I don't know. What is this about everybody talking about Paul's boobs? Paul's got two speaker boobs? Is that what it is? I don't know what he's saying. I I think they're saying the way the speakers are positioned. You look at the speakers the way you're under his black shirt. Yeah. It looks like you got like a Yeah. Quentin, you got a girlfriend now, bro. Relax. Jeez. (laughs) Calm down. I'm sorry, a wife. (laughs) <laughs> so Coop, happy anniversary. What'd you guys oh, you guys did not go out of town this year? Yeah, we, we actually we didn't go out of town. We'll go we're leaving tomorrow. We're going to Atlanta for a few days. So um it's just the kind ATL. of what? ATL yep. ATL? Yep. Doing anything cool when you're in the ATL? We, you know, we're gonna see we just uh, we, we didn't put any agenda together, but we're gonna just, you know, probably uh just see what's out there. Um it's uh we last time my wife and I went away without kids was when we had to go make arrangements for my dad memorial that wasn't much of a trip but my wife and i have not gotten away like we've always done family vacations even though our kids are older so it's been a long time since we've done something like this hold so, on while your kids were growing up you just didn't like take 
Oh yeah, we did. We did. We took a lot of them, but like in recent years when they move out, we it's hard. Like my wife was wanting to get the family together. Right. Vacations. See them now. It's much harder. Yeah, it's much harder to do that. So we've done that in the past. But uh, and then when I travel, she doesn't want to do cigar travel with me, so she's out of out of that. So, um, you know, it's uh, I I spent the day at home uh, last Saturday with her. Uh, for that, and we just planned it. Memorial Day was going to work out a little better with the with the longer weekend and everything. I don't so, think I've ever met Mrs. Cooper, have I? You have not. There's very few people who have met her. Um, John Carney's met her. Nesta Miranda's met her, and Jay Davis has met her. I think those are the only three people in the cigar business. How is Jay Davis? I mean, John Carney and Nesta, I can understand. How has Jay Davis met her? He, because Jay flew up for my dad's memorial, which That's was really kind good. to him. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. That'll yeah. do it. He did it. So, uh, yeah. So Jay's actually met my my not only he's met my kids and my mother and my sister. So Jay's probably met the most Coopers out there. Wow. So yeah, just so Jay, it was very kind of him to do that too. So class act, Jay Davis. Yeah, it really is. Really is good man. So, uh, uh, John Carney, we were at a wedding, and uh, Nestor Miranda, we was one time I got my wife to go to an event, and Nestor was doing the event. Where was that? Ironically, it was in Atlanta. We were in Atlanta back then. This is, and he hands my. I said he's going to hand you a Lancero, and and sure enough, he handed her a Lancero, and he didn't hand me one. <laughs> he hands all the ladies Lancero. That's what he did. <laughs> She's like, "You're not." I said, "Yeah, he did." She said, well, "What am I supposed to do?" I'm like, "Smoke it." I'm like, <laughs> "Like a true Casanova." Yeah, and she did. She smoked it. Yeah. <laughs> Does she you know, smoke? No, no. She's the kind of person that it's funny. We were in a like she went to a. She's been to a couple of cigar events, and I remember one. She sees this book on, on a table of how to how to cigar smoke for dummies, and she's picking it up and she's reading this. I like. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think it's official, but I mean, is basically Nestor Miranda retired from the cigar industry? No, uh, for, okay, I just had Jason Wood on the show, and and no, he's still doing some events this year, but I but, think he's definitely going to step back. I mean, doing some events is like you might as well be retired. Yeah, I mean he'll be at the trade show this year for sure, but uh, but you know I you know Nestor used to do a a lot more events for sure. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure he's involved in the day to day that much anymore. Oh, I would say Jason's definitely the day to day guy yeah. at this point too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, good on him, man. He put in a lot of years. No, he is, and uh, very entertaining. He's one of my favorite guys to interview. I mean, the all time. Uh, you know, dummy dialer is, is his by far. I was just going mean, to bring that up. Every week this happens, and I reminisce. Right, and I got, you got to find gotta, it. I got to look up this footage. Yeah, the yeah, dummy yeah. dialer we did of Nesta Miranda is epic. It's literally so epic. I called him as a um, an, an, an a agent of, uh, was it GQ Magazine? I think it was GQ Magazine. GQ Magazine, yep. Trying and, to... And, and we wanted to book him as a series because we heard through the cigar industry about his because he he was dubbing himself the most interesting man in the cigar industry. So we I forgot the guy's name. I think the actor's name was Foresight something Foresight. And we said, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. Jonathan Goldsmith. Jonathan Goldsmith was the guy. Was it Goldsmith? I don't know if you're yep. familiar with the actor job, but you know, there's a series with those Eki beers. Like, oh yes, I know. Well, we'd like to do a campaign with both of you together where you're drinking a Dos Eki's beer. He's smoking one of your cigars and. The most interesting man. We have these three different settings, and one was like a penthouse in New York with a tagline, and um, the other one was somewhere exotic or Beverly Hills Avenue with a special tagline. 
and the third one was on a remote <laughs> nudist beach where they would be naked and it was gonna be in Playgirl magazine and it's like real men bear it all and you hear his voice he was excited each one getting more and more excited and then as soon as I say and the third one will be in Playboy magazine and I tell him the whole thing and he's like real men bear it all and you hear him go oh uh, well, God, bro, I I had to do everything in my my power to keep from dying, man. It was really, really, really fucking good. It was a really good. Better ones. I gotta dig them up. That was without a doubt Hall of Fame. It was just hysterical. I mean, the execution was perfect on that. So, yeah, you gotta I don't find think I've ever met there. Nestor. You got to dig those up somewhere. Do we it's have a video? Have it's audio. It's audio. It's only. audio, right? Yeah, we probably have them on one of those old. Yeah, games. they're all audio. You have them on one of those hard drives. So on one of those, on one of those hard drives that you have, they're on there. It could the be this station. one right here. <laughs> it could be this one I mean, right this is, here. I think I want to say this is 2012 or something like that. This is a long time ago. I, I got to dig yeah, it up. It's way before me. If Wait, I got time, this is going way back, yeah. If I got time this year, this week, I'll, I'll definitely go through this, and maybe we'll start doing a little dumb, dummy dialer before the break. Some of the other yeah. ones we've had. Yeah. Somewhere How do people not know it was you when you did it? Voice. Um, can't... The, the service I used had, had a synthesizer. Yeah. So my okay. voice was synthesized. And then the other dummy dialers were random people calling the shop who didn't know who we were. They were looking for, like, the synthetic marijuana and stuff and we just right. messed with them. Right. Yeah. So it was it was a great series. Anyways, we got more shit coming up in hour number two. Uh fun stuff. Don't go anywhere folks. We'll be right back. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Coranus.
Just go for it, Booth. I was amplified. I was I was like, fuck cigars. Fuck this golden yes. dick bucket. People want this shit. They fucking want it when they can't have it. They can't have it when they want it. I'm fucking tired, man. Fucking bleeding a hole through my fucking brain. Fuck this cigar. I'm going to rip it in half on the show. People can't even. And, and I was like, you better fucking do that. You better fucking rip it in half. You are Don't. not going to rip that cigar in half. Why not? How much did somebody pay for a bundle secondhand? The word on the street was $1,800. That's American dollars, right? American, U.S. US How much they pay for some Bahike shit, huh? Was that a 300 mm -hmm. pound bundle? Yeah, I assume. <laughs> this guy. That's fucking right. Unobtainium. Make a meme out of that. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Game 8 Talk Radio. As always, broadcasting live with Sunny South Florida with the whole gang here involved, the GOAT. Shameless Paul and William the Scoop. There it is. There's the bobblehead. Look at that. Coop's got there the bobblehead. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, it does yeah. look like you, Coop. A, it's a long it's time ago. Like a crazy like... young Coop. Yeah, well, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, put him on the side. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry I missed that event. I wanted yeah. to. I wanted to watch it. I'll go back and watch it. It, it still exists. He's a, he, he's a maniac. I love him. Lunatic. I so guess I, his to ask what the basis of that so was is probably not worth it because it's just Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. There was no basis for that. There was no, no I know. <laughs> it literally just came up in conversation. I mean, literally just came up in conversation yeah. right before the show. Abe was having trouble. He didn't even know what was happening. He was like, I'm going to just go. And I said, you better fucking do it. Now that it's, it's There was just a lot of shit guy. I didn't know was going on. So I was oh, having, yeah. Alex asked me to restart my computer. Of course, I restarted computer doesn't want to restart it's lagging it's catching up i'm nervous that my whole shit's gonna be shut down i gotta come into work monday and start dealing with it right so i hop on my phone at least just kind of get on the broadcast and i see the broadcast started with matt booth nobody else and it's just matt booth talking and he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> he didn't know i was gonna do that either i just threw him up intercom to alex i'm like um was this planned and Alex goes, well, it was planned by me, not by that. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a funny, weird intro to that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I could just say, hello, everyone. I guess it's just yeah. me. It says, like, I'm literally. Here. It says, literally, it says everyone can see me and hear me. I don't know. Uh, am I broadcasting? Well, if I am, yeah. it was very weird. Um, <laughs> that being said. I guess said, he's keeping the long hair, huh? I it's, thought that was going to be just a COVID thing. No, it's it's very um, righteous. I think is the right word. He's looking very, uh, very yeah. righteous these days. It fits him. It's it's very soft. That's all I can say. Every time he hugs you, it's like whoa. You know, people forget when he first came into the industry, he had a very short hair, and glasses, and and he wore suits. That was his suits all the or, time. Or, or sweaters or whatnot. Yeah, very Matt, yeah. Matt, well, see, Matt Booth is one of the guys who is, I mean, some for the better, some for the worse. Um, but there are guys in this industry who really have had major metamorphoses. 
throughout their career. Like, right. I mean, have become utterly different. Yeah. Physically different people completely. Can it, we, I'm assuming we're, th- I mean, there's especially one in particular that you mentioned quite a bit who, on the air. Who would that be, Paul? Michael Giannini is like a oh, completely different human being now. Uh, he's a completely different human being. Completely. <laughs> the whole wardrobe, persona, physical, everything has changed about him. But he, was, he used to be a really heavy guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I saw those pictures of him. Yeah, he was Michael really G- heavy. Michael Giannini was a very, very heavy guy. Uh, when I got in the industry, he was my Ashton rep. And... Um, yeah, he was a he was a very very heavy guy, and then lost a lot of weight, and then worked with Ernie for years, La Gloria, and then obviously with General, and and, uh, and now he's with Quality Importers. But he went from literally like, um, you know, I don't know what the quintessential look that is, but it was very uh, '60s Italian, you know, with the pocket yeah. watch chain and the you know mm-hmm. double leather color shoes, and he had that quintessential look everywhere they I mean like a gq cover look to basically axel rose the other one that, that i yes. can't picture and, and i mean a lot of people don't know this guy but i remember you you've always said abe that uh, rex from drew estate like another complete he went like, from this is a guy who was a school teacher so he he was he, he was a, another ashton rep of mine maybe it's ashton it doesn't people who knows maybe but he was another ashton rep of mine who was a former school teacher and when he would come in to talk to you about whatever they had going up, he would talk to you like a school teacher, like you were a student. So our promotions for March will be done in a three-tiered form. I mean, like it was like a like a lecture, right? He had this persona, but always came in with a shirt and tie. Um, I'd always see him in a suit at trade show. And then he got a job with Drew Estate and became Moses. Like I mean, <laughs> like literally he went from this clean his hair down to here, walking around shorts and sandals. I mean, like little beard, yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, it became Moses completely. completely. That's funny. So you, you know, you I mean, wonder, you wonder, did they change, or was that always their inner self? That right, just, and they had to clean up. They just got, exactly they what just it was. got and eventually they're free, like, "Fuck right, yeah, right." They just right. got set free. I'm not a teacher anymore. I don't work for, uh, you know, a hoity high and tight company. Now I'm gonna be right. me. Yeah, you get to Drew Estate, and it, now your real persona comes out. You can uh, yeah. be who you are. You know, or did did Drew Estate influence that persona? I mean, who knows? Never know. Who knows? But yeah, no, there there are people who definitely metamorphosized over the years. So, when it's you, cool you, that it's an industry where you can express yourself in that way, though. I think like there's oh, there's a guy who became a woman where you can. Retailer. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know him. I've never met him. I just heard about it. But yeah, there's like a little retailer who like came to the trade show when he was a woman. No one knew it was coming. Wow. Yeah, like walked in the booth. Hey, it's me. And like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, especially if you don't know anything about it. And then the next time you see that person, they're a different gender. That's got to be shocking. Listen, man. The world has become oh, a very man. interesting place. All right. Well, that being said, do we have a uh, name that jam in the we in, the, in the wings? All right. Well, let's 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 test everybody's musical acumen this morning. See if we can successfully name the jam this week. Brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. <laughs>
so the, this this week I went with something that you, you've all probably heard comes from a, a great iconic movie, but but let's see if you can figure out what it is. Uh, makes me nervous. I need it again. Hit it again. Oh, I know this one. It's like, I, man. Damn it. Wait, that's one of those songs. Wait, wait. Huh? It's, that song is playing on the store speakers outside right now. Oh, no, no. it's not. They're I'm watching KMA that. outside, yeah, you yeah, goof. <laughs> I was like, what are the odds of that? Uh. That was funny. Yeah, Brian got it right. Brian but who's right. who sings it? Alex has been good at finding these obscure bands with hits. All right. That's not enough. We're ready to band. see the answer. Does anybody have? I could have had it. No, I could have had it's this definitely one. Definitely not chubby. Well, I, I think Brian would know. I guess it's Jack Brian's Wolf, got it. I've never heard of. Uh, let's see if Brian is right. Oh, I know this. Now I know what uh-huh. it is. You know your Jack. I can't okay. tell you the movie. That was my next question. The movie. I, I can't oh, tell I can you. tell you. What is it? Oh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. When they're rolling in the in the Statue of Liberty. It's how they're just getting so, the goo hey, off. Just, so, just so you know, there's five or eight people out in my lounge right now singing that song out loud. I can hear them through the glass. <laughs> they're literally singing it out loud. And if they're watching Ghostbusters the show, they're gonna too, me, that's right, you're going to hear me talking shit about them in about two seconds. <laughs> They don't realize so, what I can hear yep. in this office, man. Right, it's amazing right. the shit I right. hear in here. So I mean, just uh, just just keeping in the in the world of music. I saw that uh, Tina Turner, Tina Turner passed this week, huh? I know. Yeah. Um, this morning, uh, for my jukebox show, we just recorded a Tina Turner Tina Turner tribute show. So we did. I did that before this show. Because my guy's in Australia who does it, and we had to just work oh. on time. So we, yeah, it, it, we had a, we had when that happened, we were getting requests for people already to do that show. So we went and did one. She a lot wasn't of people that old. Would... Yeah, she was. She was in her eighties. Yeah, eighty three. Yeah. She in her eighties already. Yeah. Yeah. just, uh, yeah. just you know, fit made... fit her entire life. Wow. Her, her sec. She had the second career that started in nineteen eighty four at age forty five. Right. And right. probably she kept it going into her early sixties at that point. She had a very successful run in the eighties though. Brian's yeah, got was, the facts. Brian's yeah, got the facts today. It, it was funny, yeah. Coop. You actually beat me to a comment on Facebook. So somebody posted a picture of like Ike Turner at the Curly Gates, <laughs> <laughs> and Coop nailed it because it's exactly where I, you know. And it was like, oh, Tina's finally going back to Ike. And Coop was like, yeah, I don't think Ike is in the same place Tina's had. <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally exactly. What, you know. I I saw her live. Believe it or not. I don't know. It's got to be 20 years ago, but we were the job I was in. We used to work with a lot of promoters and they, you know, they would randomly like the morning of be like, listen, we got 15 tickets for such and such show. Do you want to go? And a bunch of us from the office went and I'll tell you what, man, aside from the fact that they took it a like 40 minute intermission in the middle of the show, which I had never seen before. It was weird. She was, I mean, it was pretty cool. 
I mean, she was older, obviously, but uh, it was a good show. It was a really good show. And she changes outfits like Cher. I mean, she, she, I think, I think we counted nine outfits that she changed oh, into in, yeah. in a three-hour show. Sure. Yeah. No, it's uh, and she, she was able to pull off so many genres in her music. You know, from she did pop, she did rock, she even did some country. And if you go back to her early stuff, she did a lot of like, uh, psychedelic type of music even to some point. So, gospel, just a ton of stuff she did. Um, and and she had, I think, the most unique voice out there for a female vocalist. It was more baritone. It was raspy. Yeah. Right. And powerful, though. Like the powerful. The yeah. Could, yeah. She could sing. Yeah. Was, did, absolutely. Did, was there any complications or was it just straight old age? She had a series of health issues, from what I understood, was what kind of contributed to it. I think she had a kidney transplant a few years ago, too. Um, so they didn't give the exact cause, but she had had some health issues for a while. And she was definitely yeah, she out of the had spotlight. cancer. She had a stroke, apparently, at one point. Yeah, she had, in fact, I saw her interviewed after the stroke, and she still was showing some effects of that, you know, even a couple of years ago. I mean, 83 is not a bad run. No. 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 You, just, you know, as you get older, hearing people dying in their late 70s or early 80s just starts getting too close. Yeah, it does. It, it does, does, man. It does. It does. And, you know, a lot of these artists who we follow all of our lives and they get into their 70s and 80s and you think they're going to live forever and then they're gone. So it just a lot of these people I grew up with now, we're seeing them die. It's unfortunate, but that's, you know, that's I, had that, I had that with Sal because, I, you know, my own grandparents, I didn't spend a lot of my adult life with. You know, they died when I was pretty much younger and um, I didn't live by them. Two of them were overseas and. You know, I grew up mostly with my grandparents. My mom's grandparents were were here, but you know, um, they died when I was kind of young too. But Sal, I you know, I had the majority of my adult life with, and you know, yeah, you just feel like God. How could this guy die, right? They, they got everything going. It's, you know, you feel like they're going to be around forever. And and the guy who was in hospice, you know, he was going out, and like his family, I was going out with his family. Um, they were taking him to a dinner every night, and you're not supposed to do that in hospice. Like that's where you go, like right. And they literally like, said to his family, "This is not a resort. This guy can't check in and check out." And he was literally in the bed in hospice, taking his order from JRs, like telling him, "Yeah, this is the last order I'm going to take from you." I got a picture of it. He was giving me the finger as I was taking a picture of him taking his last uh, order in hospice. But yeah, man, it's uh, part of life. It sucks. What are you going to yeah. do? Got to enjoy every moment you can while you're here. You know. It really is the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, another excellent segment of Name That Jam brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. Thank you very much, Avo Cigars. Yes. So uh, I got a question. Say, yeah, you look like you were going to say something. No, I just, I mean, I just, I would, Paul made me think of it, you know, just keep it in, in music. What was the best concert you guys ever seen? Oh. Just Paul, when Paul was talking about Tina Turner and performances, made me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody goes back to their first concert, though. Like, it may not necessarily have been the best, but it's probably the most memorable. I've seen some good I'm... ones. Um, I mean, ACDC, who made Who Tour, was like my first concert. I literally left football practice early to make that. I was a freshman. Um, but, Paul, what was your most memorable one? My most memorable concert, you know, 
it's not my first concert, but I've seen uh, Billy Joel a lot because my friend used to work for his booking agent. But I, my, my first concert was Billy Joel, too. But when I saw Billy Joel and Elton John in the face-to-face tour, I think I've seen them four times together. I saw that tour. I, yeah, like the, and this was the first tour when they were younger and, and a little bit more energetic and would sing stuff that, like, they honestly didn't care even if it was a hit or not. But, uh, yeah, I think Billy Joel and Elton John face-to-face back in the, I don't know, I was young. I was probably still a teenager. It was just, like, one of those ones that stands out in my head. And I am not a super emotional guy, but uh, that was one that, that when they sang uh, sorry seems to be the hardest word, that's what uh, it brought me a little bit to close to tears in Madison Square Garden, you know, surrounded by 40,000 people. It was, it was just one of those, you know, when you go to concerts and there's those moments that you feel like you're so attached to everybody around you, like that show was was all that. It was like, really, you were sitting with like a group of small people, but everybody, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people around you. So I just remember that feeling of like, being feeling like you're a part of something and in an intimate encounter and it wasn't so that that one really stands out to me uh, you can tell this is one everybody oh, everybody everybody has an opinion yep. on yep yeah how about you Coop? i've you're never seen this live um you know I, I could probably rattle five or six but the one i think that stands out and historically and it was prince in the revolution in 1985 um right after the purple rain album was released that was an incredible concert, um, and I and that's been that's actually that tour was recorded on video, so I've been able to relive it a lot, and it's it's an amazing, amazing concert. Hmm. Great question, Alex. How about you? So you know, it's funny. Mine's isn't isn't the most memorable, or, or you know, it's not even it's not even artists that I listen to, and it's not even a concert I technically attended. I was working, but. Um, Pink and Justin Timberlake concert was the it it was the best performance by two artists live that I've ever seen. I mean, between the theatrics of Pink and she's flying in the air with shit. And obviously, Justin Timberlake as a performer. I mean, I don't even listen to these guys music, but that it was an incredible show. Like if you to whatever those tickets cost, you got your money's worth. It was the best performance that I've seen. Between so, the two, expect that from you. No, no, that's what I'm saying. What, I mean, I just happened to be there working, but the performance. I, I happen to love Pink, though. She, I she's do too. Amazing. She's an incredible performer. Incredible performer. Yeah, underrated. So, I'm not one of these guys who like. I got to go to concerts, or I enjoy concerts, or yeah. a concert guy. I've just never been that guy. But I was very fortunate enough to see some fucking great shows in my time. Um, I saw. Jerry Garcia in his last show ever at Soldier Field, like two months before he died. Um, wow. That was a great show. That was a great show. And uh, Steve Winwood and Traffic opened up for him. It was a, it was a great show. Um, funny story. My wife is a hardcore, when I say hardcore, and I'm not sure when this metamorphosized, but is a hardcore Pink Floyd fan. And my kids are all into Pink Floyd. They they love wow. Oh yeah, it's played in our house That's regularly. Awesome. That's awesome. They got Pink Floyd shirts. I, I've always been a hardcore Pink Floyd fan. And um early on when we were dating, uh or maybe early before we were married and had kids, Pink Floyd was here in Florida and we went to a concert. We might have went with another couple, I can't remember, but we did go to another couple. I was uber excited. They were uber excited at the time. My wife didn't know who Pink Floyd was. And 
I'm talking this has got to be a minimum of 18, 17 to 20 years ago, maybe even 20 plus. And now that she recognized it, she feels so disturbed that she didn't realize what she was there. At the time, you know? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, I went to this concert. And yeah. I didn't, like, she wasn't even happy to be there. She couldn't understand what we were all, like, excited about. That was cool. Um, Rolling Stones. I saw Rolling Stones, man. And I, I got really shitty seats in Shoulder Field. It was either Bridges to Babylon or Steel Wheels. I, I think it was Bridges to Babylon. And these guys put on... I had shitty seats. They put on such an epic show that I ended up getting, like, 20 row seats in Madison, Wisconsin, like a month later, and drove to Madison from Chicago to go watch that, that show again. The only concert I've ever oh, saw. Better twice. seats. Yes. Because it was such a dynamic show. Um, and then CAO, I can't remember if it was when Hell Freeze is over or not. Or it might have been shortly after that, but uh, CAO invited oh. me up to Nashville one time and they uh, took right, me right, right, very right. You good. You mentioned seats. this concert. Yeah. And yeah. I got to see the Eagles and it was when they were all still alive. And it was a very cool show because they all talked about their whole history and their life story. And they had all this home video footage on the screen as each one of them shared their journey in life to where they were at today. It was kind of a very cool show. Were you there and, with Mickey Pegg? Was it Mickey, Mickey Pegg and Timmy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Tim, yeah. I, we've talked about it on the air with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And and the, the not a great show, but a shocking moment. Um, Brandy and I went and saw Lenny Kravitz, who did put on a good show. It was really a good lot, yeah. Really good show. But you know when they after they walk off and all the encore and the lighters come out and they want the guy to come back on, and all of a sudden, um, we hear this guitar blaring, like blaring, and it was like wow. And everybody's like wow. And the stage is pitch black, and all of a sudden lights come on, and this short dude walks out on stage. You couldn't even recognize him. It ended up being Prince. Prince came out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, guess, Prince, Prince kind of took on that role later on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was either in town or whatever. He just walked yeah. up on stage and did like uh, two sets like uh, of an after show, which was pretty epic and shocking because wow, no yeah. one expected it. So, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to see some pretty, pretty cool concerts in my time. You know, I, I was just thinking of one when you were talking about that experience. I saw Paul McCartney at um, City Field when it first opened. I think it was the first concert at City Field. And that was like a, an un, like a, it almost seemed not lifelike show. And, and a bunch of people showed up. Billy Joel came out and sang a song with him, that, that type of thing. But man, that, that guy singing, uh, you know, just him at the piano uh singing hey jude and the wind's blowing and it was starting to rain and he was it was just like it was like magical he that, gets the he, whole he audience into show. it he gets the whole audience oh, into man. hey dude i've been there to that concert and he'll like yeah. get one section singing the other section singing boy singing girls it's it's really it gives you chills well it, it does chills. It, yeah yeah it's something a highlight i saw mccartney i've seen him once and that was a definite highlight that's funny i just bought my oldest daughter a uh, uh vinyl of pearl jam and uh, she wasn't familiar with it. She may have heard one or a couple of songs, but I thought it was a genre that she would like and whatever, but she hasn't gotten into them. Oh, I see. Here's a great question. Here's a great question. This will be interesting because I bet you people are all, what was the most disappointing concert you went to? Who? Kenny Loggins. Oh, that's horrible! Good... <laughs> horrible! Oh, I should have went. Yeah, I should have known better. But I mean, he had, you know, he had a couple of hits. Footloose. Some, oh, it's yeah, disappointing. It was... I meant like you thought or expected it to be an epic show, and it was just awful. 
man. I had two. Um, but one was kind of hard to blame. He was like Jethro Tull, and he was just way past his prime, you know? Yeah. Um, he was just way past his prime. He wasn't hitting the notes. And and the other one was, and this was the one I was really most disappointed because I really was expecting Epic Tour, and it was just awful. And later on, I found out it was dubbed the Alimony Tour because he had to make money for all his alimony payments, was Eric Clapton. Eric really? Clapton, oh, that's show. disappointing. I saw it at the old United Center. Before they moved it, it was at the old United Center where the Bulls and Blackhawks used to play. It wasn't called the United Center, the Chicago Stadium. Um, and it was a terrible show. <laughs> Here's Quentin's answer. <laughs> Paul's highlight video. That's hilarious. Uh, I've been, listen, I'm not a huge country guy, and my, my wife really likes country, and I, I love music in general. Like, I, I don't have a genre that I say I have to listen to that, so I'm open to all kinds of music. And we, I think it was Kenny Chesney, we went to Tampa to see because she really likes him. And the opening act was this guy who we actually ended up picking one of his songs as our wedding song. I liked him so much. A a young country star who's become pretty big now. But Kenny Chesney seemed kind of, I was kind of underwhelmed by his performance, the whole showmanship. Like, I just didn't really think it was that, that big, that great. But I wasn't expecting it to be great. And I'm not like a huge... Kenny Chesney fans. Have you ever seen a band when there was still nobody and then they became somebody? You're like, what the fuck? I remember seeing yeah. those guys. I seen yeah, Maroon 5. Oh, really? I saw Maroon 5. Yeah, and I actually met them and I didn't know I met them because they were playing our college, like my first year at college. And they, I mean, they were, people knew who they were, but they weren't Maroon 5. And they were walking around campus just hanging out with, like with people. Like they were, you know, regular guys. And, uh, I saw them, but I knew right away. I, I didn't see the whole concert. I came late to yeah. it, but man, that's a band I would love to see live again because he, wow. he is. I got, yeah. That guy's unbelievable. It's, it's funny she says this. I just used their song in one of my reels for uh, Win Epic Shit with Summer Osaka. I, used I saw Epic. it, yeah. I yeah. used the song Epic by Faith No More. Yep. Mine was R.E.M. Because R.E.M. Uh, you and Tom like, oh. Well, we both clicked it, yeah. 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 REM, yep, because uh, they were big on the college circuit when I was going to college, and then they, like Tom said, they blew up, um, and com- went commercial. It was, but they were, yeah. I was driving to um, Raleigh Durham in my twenties and early twenties, and I stopped in um, Huntsville. No, not Huntsville. Huntsville's Huntsville, Alabama. What was it called? Where's Where's Shit getting old man where's the university of west virginia located it's a small town it's not small it's it's, it's on the way i gotta google it. i'm gonna google it when i finish telling the story uh, but it's it's huntington. It a, huntington. huntington i knew it was yeah. an eight thank you yeah. huntington yeah. not huntsville huntington and because it's hard to make it in a one-day stop so i i'd like to stop at huntington because it was a college town you know college kids go to bars and whatnot and I saw Marcy's Playground and had no idea. I mean, they're not as big as REM. I don't even know if everybody on here knows Mar- Marcy's Playground. I like Sex and Candy or Sex and Candy. But um, I saw them there and like literally like a year or two later, like they had an album and they were like, you know, in top hits. Like I was like, wow, that was kind of wild. But nobody huge. I um I was kind of lucky just growing up uh, at the time I did in, in, in Philly, you know, in the late 90s early 2000s i i got to watch and see a lot of the the neo soul stars like 
Jill Scott, John Legend. I mean, I used to see these guys play in, in lounges and clubs, you know, like like we would have a band setting up at Smoke Inn. I used to I would you would catch these guys before they blew, you know, John wow. Legend, Jill Scott, even the Roots, you know, those kind of yeah. Erica Badu before she was, you know, that that scene. It was a big scene in Philly and they were they were playing in small little lounges and, you know, many of them became huge stars. John Legend's wow. a, a super talent too, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think those I guys saw, are still alive. Oh, the drummer died. Still, I think. One the drummer died. Yeah, died. yeah I yeah. think the drummer died, but the bearded yeah. guys are still alive. Got an extra Z in there. Yeah. I guess the other one I think about that I saw uh, open for Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, this is right when Whitney had her first album out, and I don't think it, you know we knew she had talent, but she then exploded a few years later. Oh, that was, that was an interesting segue. I think it's time. Uh, I think it's time to. Great question, Alex. We'll put that on. Yeah. Well, uh, Paul. Paul mentioned Tina Turner and her performance, and then it kicked in that yeah. um, we don't ha- we don't have a tail of the tape this week. So that's that was I'll, kind of. I'll part. tell you just one last note. I forgot I'll about that. One, yeah. I'll tell you one concert that surprised me that I used to get to go to a lot of concerts. My friend worked for a booking agent. So like, you know, I'd be in the city and be like, what are you doing tonight? I got an extra ticket, you know, come backstage with me. One concert that really surprised me. And it was just cause I didn't want to go home. It was like seven o'clock at night. I, I met him at, at the time it was called the Nokia center, whatever that concert venue is called in New York. Now, uh, Rod Stewart. And they were filming one of his really uh, good concert. I don't yes. know, some video album, dude, the man, he, the man is great live. And it's me, it's me and my buddy. We were in our, you know, early twenties and we're like fist bumping to Rod Stewart and surrounded by like all 45 year old women. Cause that was the entire audience, but us, but man, he puts on a great, they are great live. Him and his he's got a great band, awesome. great band. Uh, his man, yeah. he's got a female mandolin player, which is, who's just like yes. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And he's cool as hell. He came down. It's a small venue. I mean, yep. if it holds yep. a thousand people, I'd yep. be surprised. But he like came into the crowd afterwards. He was like hanging out. He was he was really good. So another, it wasn't so much as epic concert. I mean, I, I got to share the story. The epic concert, as much as it was an epic experience, was um, I had met a, one of the female singers from KC in the Sunshine Band when I was in North Carolina. We actually became friends. And she invited me to hang out with them because they were touring in Chicago. So I ended up, you know, my drive back, literally driving back to Chicago, got home at 10 o'clock at night. And they were playing in in, um, Indiana, right on the border that night. So I went out and hung with them after the, because their hotels were in Chicago. I hung out with them that night. So I was partying with Casey and the Sunshine Band. Then the next day I had to go to work, barely slept. I, I, I go out with them that night and basically got to stay backstage and hang out and they they had the concert was casey the sunshine band and she's been in our shop i don't know if i ever introduced you to alex she lived here in florida so while i was in chicago i I think so yeah when i was in chicago for four for all those years and i actually moved here to florida we kind of reconnected maybe about 10 years ago um i've been in here she's a really nice lady she's been with casey for a while but it was casey and, and the village people so it was kind of a wild. Oh, cool. Yeah, it wow, was kind wow, of. A, wow. So I ended up spending the weekend with Casey and the Sunshine Band and the Village People. So it was kind of. A, <laughs> That's cool. And I'll never forget because I had literally just driven back, didn't sleep. I was trying to sleep during the day. I, I, I and my dad was out of town. I think I told this story, but I ended up opening up the grocery store late that that, that next morning. This was like when cell phones just started, and and you know it's not like 
you know, it's a grocery store. I got butchers. I got cashiers. I got stock guys. Right, right. So if they go home, if they go home, you're fucked, right? And I got literally a call, and we opened its doors at seven thirty. It was like nine o'clock, and I wake. I, I literally. Oh God, you weren't a little bit late. You were brutally late. I didn't record your story. This is a nuts story. I, I end up sleeping. I, I know I haven't slept all weekend. I've been partying with these guys, and I got to open up at Sunday. My dad's in Detroit. And I slept with the phone next to my ear and the alarm clock over here on the couch because I didn't want to go be comfortable in my room. And right. I still slept through all of it. I woke up at 9 o'clock in my underwear. And one of our managers says, Eve, I'm like, I'll be there. I'm late. I hang up the phone. I run out to my car in my underwear because all my clothes from the trip are still in the car. And I'm looking for clean clothes. <laughs> I'm looking for clean clothes while driving 90 miles an hour to get to the shop. You know? And it's like a 20-minute ride. I do it like in 12 minutes. I get there. They're all waiting outside. Thank God they went to McDonald's, had breakfast. They didn't be on. We get in there. We get in there. And um, within 15 minutes after I open up, my phone rings. My dad's in Detroit. He calls. Like, I've been calling the store. Whatever. What's going on? I said, I don't know. We've been here. I lie. Right? Right? Don't even (laughs) fucking hesitate with this guy. I lie. Sorry, we were busy. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It was like cell phones had just come out. I was like, maybe because you're calling. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't work. Right, yeah, right. Roaming yeah. it. Who the fuck knows? He buys it. I get away with it. I get away with this like four months. And, you know, this is a family-run store. So during those four months, like I'm talking like weeks later, I'll be working up front and some customer will come in. Hey, what happened last Sunday? Come I'm like, oh, hey, Mr. Johnson, come here. Like, no, we don't talk about that. Don't bring that up. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> These, I'm dodging bullets. I like four months later. I think I'm in the fucking clear, and we're literally closing up. And my dad's closing up a register in the front. He calls me up because I need some lower quarters or whatever. Go get some lower quarters from the back. He wants to straighten out the drawer. I'm halfway down. I'm like, I'm. You know, it's not a big store, but it's not a small store. I'm like halfway to the back room. He calls me by my Arabic name at the top of his voice. I'm like, oh. Now I'm not thinking it has anything to do with this. Shit's like, yeah, yeah that's gone. Yeah. Man, I walk up to him and I literally see his face. I stop a good 20, 25 feet. <laughs> what? He's like, when I was in Detroit, did you open up the store late? I'm like, yeah, dude. He like he didn't talk to me for weeks. And I'm literally arguing with him. I'm telling him what this epic weekend is. I'm like, I told him in 20 years, you're not gonna remember I opened up the store late, but I'm gonna remember having this night. That was my argument in my 20s, right? And sure enough, man. If I tell my dad this story, he has no recollection of me ever opening up the store late. Literally, <laughs> literally. I tell him, do you remember why? He's like, no. I was like, are you serious? You didn't talk to me for like two weeks. But he has no recollection. <laughs> he has no recollection. So while that may have not been a great concert, it was fucking one hell of a oh, weekend. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> one hell of a weekend. All That's right. Great. Let's check up and see what's going on in the cigar industry this week. Is the STG streak alive? We're going to find out right now with a scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right. I guess we'll get right to it. Uh, the STG uh, streak has started again. Wow. So, uh... It was broken a couple weeks ago um, after nine weeks, but uh, STG is back. Uh, they are releasing a new cigar under the Bolivar brand oh, uh, called the Bolivar Grand Republica. Um, so Bolivar, they've kind of had, STG's had this brand for a while. It's 
I don't think they've really been able to really jumpstart it for a while, but now it's it's, never it's, had legs. It's never, never had, had legs. legs. Yeah. Okay, so, so here, I'm going to tell you what. So Bolivar was actually one of the Bolivar gold medal or whatever. There was a couple, one of like the Cuban cigars I really liked. Really good. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. a lot of Cubans. So when I heard they were coming out of it, you know, not that I thought it would taste anything like it. I was just kind of excited because I had a sentimental attachment to it. But I don't know if you remember, Coop, but when it was first originally released, it looked nothing. Like a like, Bolivar. Like like the Cuban brand right. Bolivar. They had just words on the label. It just said Bolivar. Yeah. It was weird looking packaging. And oh my God, it was it an epic, epic failure. Totally. Um, and I think they might have tried it one more time to bring it back, didn't they? They tried another time, and then they had they did a release with Lost and Found in the Caldwell, which I really didn't understand okay. what doing that. But this one, I'm looking at this; it's a lot I more. Saw, I saw the box; it looks like a traditional bowler. Can I see that picture one more time, guys? Yeah, it actually look looks like a Cuban Bolivar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, this is going to be a Honduran made cigar in three sizes: Robusto, Toro, Gigante. Uh, it's got a, an interesting thing is like Bolivar, he's the conqueror of, of South America and, and a lot of countries. So the theme is they went with different countries in the tobacco, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Araparaca, Colombian, Brazil, Nicaraguan fillers. I think Colombia and Ecuador are two countries tied to Bolivar and the revolution. So, uh, that should be hitting the stores this month. Um, if you want, and decently priced seven ninety nine eight forty nine, which is not bad. And you know, what's funny is I'm going to try one. I am too. I'm going to watch that one because it's a sentimental. Sentimental, yeah. Of course you are. Yeah, you have one of the first Cuban brands I smoked when I was getting all the Cubans. I first got the cigars. Yeah, this excites me more than the Chinese takeout, the the general and SCG. The Hong Kong Fui. Yeah, this is a lot more interesting than me. Dad bod. Yeah, Uh, I'm very sentimental to the old brands too. So I mean, I'd like to see them succeed. So. So I'm gonna definitely try this one as well. I, yeah. I like I like the job they did with this. This came out really nice, the packaging. So hopefully the cigar lives up to it. We'll see. Uh, another new release, and uh, McAuliffe has a big release. Uh, it's said first new line in three years. Uh, it's the McAuliffe Black. I noticed the project they've been working on for a while, and uh, it's gonna offer a more fuller-bodied um, cigar for McAuliffe enthusiasts. And McAuliffe, by their own admission, they a lot of cigars fall into the medium range. And when it comes to the extremes on the spectrum, that's where they don't have as many offerings. So this is going to be an offering on the fuller side. And uh, another great price point, again, $7 for a Robusto, $8 for a Toro. And, um, you know, the other thing is I, – I, I've gotten to really know the Macau folks. I know they're investing a lot in their tobacco, you know, getting better tobaccos and, you know, just better uh, factory processes. And I really think this is the first major project, you know, since those efforts have gone on. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this cigar as well. Bacon boy here. We know how to run a show, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate the input. There she is. I yeah. like that packaging. I like it's sharp. Packaging. I like the packaging. Uh, like the they re- the black and the gold really looks nice. It's clean. Yep. This I, I like sharp. it. I haven't cracked it open. I haven't tried one. Did you try one yet, Alex? Or no. I haven't yet. I haven't cracked it. Yeah, but, I haven't uh, cracked it open yet. Uh, June fifth is the drop date. 
So June fifth is the drop date. We'll smoke in, and oh, uh, wow. we'll be doing a special event with with Dan Thompson on June on June seventh. Yeah. We'll so, be we'll oh, be one of that. the first. Yes, we'll be one of the yeah. First. yeah. So there's um, limited. It's being like some people would like to say they're the only store. We're not the only store. There'll be two places. <laughs> I heard that. I took care, I but, took care of that one. Yeah, yeah, but it's the only it's the only place worth getting it. So there you go. <laughs> Bill. Uh, yeah, so it's a limited rollout this month, right? To some select stores and events they're doing it with. But next month, it's going to have a full launch at the trade show and be available to everyone. I think I think this is a gr- great project they're working on. I just really, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it come to fruition. I think this is uh, absolutely something that Calif, uh need, and people seem excited about it. So, uh, you know, in the course of my career, there's always people that you work with and you just want to see them succeed and do great and and mcauliffe are those people they're yes. great decent human beings they're intelligent smart people um they're yeah. a pleasure to deal with and talk with dan and i we have personal text or conversations on my ride home regularly um and uh you know if, if there's ever a company you want people to say hey that's a good company i need to support yep. that company they're- these are them they're they're absolutely they are, absolutely. They are good, good people looking and finding their way in this industry trying to do good things and i haven't tried this i I can't tell you anything yet but i know the amount of effort and thought you know because like i said they're still figuring things out that went into this but i'm looking forward to cracking this open and smoking it yeah yeah you know hey dan's dan's my ai guy too he's really the guy that that got me into like hey make sure june 5th now i'm confused june 5th it will go on sale June 7th. We'll be having a, 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 a event. The event. Nice broadcast okay. I just yeah. want to clarify. There you go. All right. But yeah, Dan was my, my AI catalyst. He was really the one with me like, Hey, you know, don't miss out. Get, you know, get on top of this stuff. Yeah. And you yeah, know, it's so far. It's, you know, he's, he's a great guy, man. I've had a number but, of personal conversations with him. Yeah. He's just a, a yeah. really great guy. He's been a sounding board from just things. I think both of us have been sounding boards for each other on stuff too. Speaking of uh, AI, I'm trying to figure out if, as a good parent, I should start getting my kids into AI. And yeah, yes, AI. you should. Because what do you think? You think it's going to get less? It's only going to no, get more. Oh no, I just don't know how detrimental that'll be still in their developmental years. I mean, let's face it: social media and phones have already seen the adverse effect of them and on the kids. I mean, AI is just going to make it. I mean, while it could be a good career thing, it's it's like telling kids, "Yeah, here's some crack. Just do good with it." You know, that, that's, you know that, that's like, you know, that's like what I feel like when I think about it. Like, I want to be, I want them to be ahead of the curve, right? You know, this could be a big field and a big stuff coming up. And maybe get it too early, but like, part of me feels like I'm saying, like, hey, here's some crack. Just do good with it. There you go. I've uh, done nothing with it, and I see Alex is very in tune to it. Hey, was that picture that Master Sensei posted? That was an AI picture. No, AI? I posed for it, you jackass. No, I don't know if they created it or that was an AI. He put picture? a picture of a me, me without a shirt backwards with a tramp stamp. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if that was like a stock image that they added the picture to or if that was an AI no. generated picture. Not sure either one, but it, it, it could. I mean, that's that's an easy AI picture. Yeah. I've been using I use it between R and, yeah. and day-to-day productivity. I'm, I'm all in on it. All right. I guess I got to start looking for AI classes for my kids. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm from the school. I just feel like I'm too old. I'm not, I can't invest my time in figuring AI. I got. I well, got that's what you. That's what you pay guys like me for. That's why I got this junkie here who can't get off it. And I figure if my kids learn it, 
that's enough for me. That's yeah, that's good. I don't need to learn AI. I want to learn it. I want to learn it. You know, it's one of those things where I don't know I want to learn it. Like, you know, I don't I, 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 I haven't had consoles in my house, game consoles, because and I, I'm glad we didn't have them because I think it's been one of the best things for our kids. But like my wife bought me a Wii one year and I, like for a year straight, I wasn't going to bed. I was playing fucking Mario Kart till four in the morning. <laughs> five in the morning. So like I'm, I get kind of like into a shit like that. And then I finally like pulled the Wii and threw it out of my house. You know, I, I don't. There's certain things I don't need to be exposed to, so I'm afraid if I go down that AI rabbit hole, I'll just start dwelling and fucking with it. And... You would because because you're you have a graphics background. You probably really would with the art stuff, with the graphic stuff. That that be your rabbit hole where you really, you know. And and it's just all about learning. You know, the, the key to, to AI is learning the language to feed it. Yeah, and then it's. I mean, social media is a perfect example for me. Up until four or five years ago, someone else handled all our social media accounts, and I was basically non-existent. And that yeah. became a rabbit hole for me. I'm fucking on it in the toilet, on it at a red light, on it, you know, whatever. I mean, the last thing I need is another fucking life distraction, life-sucking distraction. Yeah, but look at the difference it's made. No, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, yeah, that's, and I that's really why I continue to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it, you know, but it's like on a mass scale now. But it literally is. A life-sucking part of my life every day. Alex has seen it, man. I get like 200 notifications, yeah, especially if something drops or something happens. And, um, and you know, I'm the type of person I want to have. You know, I, you know, now that I'm here, there's no way I would like somebody said, "Well, you should let somebody run your accounts." I said, "Absolutely not. It just wouldn't be the same if someone responded as me for me. It's, I couldn't even see that happening." So, <laughs> AI, Alex, can you do that? Can we make an AI Paul for a KMA episode? Oh God. <laughs> I I haven't um I haven't figured out how to do like the voice the voice AIs yet. Alex is I still bet worried. it would be easy because there's so much footage of me now on the show. And that's that I that's what you needed. You just got to you got to feed it. You got to feed it the data. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'll call Alex. I'm like, hey, can AI do this? <laughs> we had a socialite drop that I came up with um, that we put up yesterday. It was it was a bunch of um, flying pigs. A couple of velvet wraps and a couple of popes and i think you know i, I named it it was going to be called um saint swine and rodents i said can you make can you ask if ai can make a cool image using rats pigs and like a pope and he's like he texts me back like 45 minutes it keeps morphing the rats and the pigs into something weird <laughs> i can't get it i can't get it to come out right so we actually had our one of our graphics guys do it the old-fashioned way it's actually one of my favorite pieces of art. But see, I almost want that as a poster. It's great art. Mouth. But that's what's interesting because he 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 didn't do it. He did it both ways. So so and that's where the skill comes in because he's a graphics guy and he can do. He had it produce him. He had AI produce that Pope figure because he has the graphics. But cut out the Pope. Figure. You know, I was trying to do it all in one, and it was I don't, right. I don't know. Oh, he made three so, separate things and pieced them and was together. able to use his Photoshop yeah. skill to cut it and put it all together. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't the microchip be an AI thing? I don't know. I don't know. Could we got more news? Yep, I got more. Um, yep. You cut me off when we need to. There was a lot this week. Um, oh, we got time. Okay. Run with it. Okay. Uh, this week, news came from the Boutique Cigar Association. Uh, they announced that there's going to be 16 companies 
participating in uh, an area of the trade show known as the Boutique uh, Cigar Association Pavilion. So it's How a, long so, have they been doing that pavilion, Coop? The first time at PCA. Oh, they never had a boutique cigar pavilion? No, they used to have an area where they'd have booths that were smaller companies, but never a pavilion. This is they borrowed this idea from or they got this idea from the TPA, which was doing this. Okay, so they had an association, but no representation as a group or association. At the right, PCA. right. So they had none with that. Um, so you know, so sixteen companies that are that are going to be participating in this. Uh, so it's like I said, it's an area, and they have a kiosk type setup. It's a common area. Uh. We've seen, I mean, I should say, it's like Sutliff Tobacco has a similar setup at their, at theirs. So it's not the first time, but it's the first time these boutique companies have kind of come together and done this. Here's But, Sut, but Sutliff, Sutliff's little Sutliff verse that exists is, is all brands they distribute. It's brands they distribute. That's what I'm saying. This is disparate, which is different. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what's different about this. Um, How do you think it's going to go over? Will it be beneficial okay. to them? Will it help them at all or no? All right, so here's my opinion. There's an expression, if, if they build it, they will come. That's not the place. I don't see any of these companies promoting the factor even at the trade show. And you don't need promoting what? They're not promoting the factor. You're going to be at the trade show, these companies. I, the BCA did a good job at positioning them. But now these companies, I think, got to start making people aware of what they're doing. Otherwise, I don't see anyone going do you, there. Do you think the fact that they tried to get all together is because they don't have the ability to promote themselves and people weren't coming to the booth when they were sold. I mean, if you were a really good promoter and marketer right. and had reach, you really wouldn't need to be part of a gathering area because, I mean, I don't know. I'm a boutique guy. I don't know if I necessarily want my my booth next to every other boutique guy that people could sit mm -hmm. there and look because you're not bringing them all in. Right. The, the problem is, I mean, there's some low-hanging fruit. You can do very simple things. You have Facebook pages, Instagram pages. The, the, there's, there's things you can do with that, you know, to kind of – but I think you're going to have to create a little more awareness than just, um, hey, we have, we're in the pavilion. Comes, you know, because there's a lot of booze at the trade show. Here's the question. How aware do you think the retailers are of the PCA? Of the BCA to PCA? The PCA. They're aware of the, of the, of the PCA. I mean, how, how – how, how, like – Okay, so how do you communicate with them? Most of them, I don't think, are even active on social media. Yep. Okay, I know I don't look at the PCA emails. Yeah, you know, I don't barely check email at all. So how do is how is it you think is the best way to communicate? Because it's not a consumer thing. Consumers are easy, right? right. Put it out there; it's for the universe. If you're trying to market yourself to to 1500 retailers, yeah, I understand what you're saying. With your that. Audience. How does how, how, how are you? How can you be successful at that? I gotta, I gotta see some effort up at the trade show. You know, uh -huh. when they show up at the trade show, there's ways you can make yourself try to stand out, right? But prior to that, the, the main source of communication is they send some email through the PCA. Oh, visitors at booth. I mean, like my shit's going to be full now with visitors at booth 421, 825. Blah, blah. I don't even read them all. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right. No, it, it you know, but I, I think they have to do a little more than just say we're going to be there. That's kind of have the BCA say they're going to be there. That, that's kind of where I'm going with that. I get um, it. I, I, I know you'd like to see them do more, but the reality is, is it going to be really effective? I don't think Coop's never really been high on the BCA. 
yeah, they've always been. I mean, I think they've gotten their act together a little more this year. It's starting to act a little more like a trade association. But my issues with them in the past have been they, they still they, they want to be a social club and a, and a trade association. You can't be both. And, uh, you know, their communications have been really unprofessional at times I've seen. Um, I think the last few months they've really tried to structure themselves better. And I think they've made a lot of improvements in that area, which, I, which I'm, I'm pleased to see. Um, wow. But I, that was I think, the point I was exactly trying to make. <laughs> But you got to try something. That's what I'm just saying. You got to try something. I think the key is to try to make yourself stand out there. Yeah. Because let's face it. Yeah. You don't even give a crap about all the retailers that are, yeah. that, that are out there. At this point, you want to try to get as many people who show up there to yeah. your little section. So yeah, the real strategy, in my opinion, is going to be coming is how do we make ourselves stand out and make sure that people who they have to, yeah. and look, find their way to visit our area. Yeah, I don't think the BC. I think the BCA. What they did, they've done their job already, and they did it well. They got the pavilion area. I think this is a good, a good thing. But now, they're gonna have that. Now it's up to these companies. They can't just sit back. They're gonna have to try to come up with some of these ways. There's no question about that. I agree with you on that part. It'll be interesting. I'm gonna be interested to see where they feel it's benefit. I mean, look, there's two theories of this, right? You know, you. I like to stand. I'm the. I'm the psychology. I like to stand out and make myself a presence. But then you have like, you know, Walgreens and CVS who open up across the street from each other and car dealers who open up across the street from each other. So will it be more beneficial for these guys or will some of these guys get lost in the shuffle because two or three of these boutique guys will stand out as stars while the rest of us watch all the action in somebody else's booth? It'll be interesting. Yeah. Because I think if I'm a boutique guy and I set something up cool, it's a lot easier for me to differentiate myself if I'm next to a big conglomerate selling, you know, you know, McDonald's cheeseburgers, and I'm trying to pitch you a gourmet cheeseburger. Yeah. But if, if I'm amongst eight other gourmet cheeseburger makers around, uh, you know, how do I stand out? I, I I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm just curious. Yeah. Be interesting to see. We're we're in a very tough position like, as media guys covering this because there's 15 companies in there right now, and we'll, well, how do we cover 15 companies when they're not? Yeah. You know, when we have like 70 other companies communicating with us on a regular basis, you won't be able to say, "Hey, let me go visit this one guy," because right, they're going to get bombarded right. with the 14 yeah. other guys. Right, right. That and, will be, they'll be circling like sharks. Oh, they will. They exactly. Well, and but at the same time, in fairness, I think this is a story at the trade show. It needs to somehow get. So we're trying to figure that out, but we just know that uh, like these 70 companies. If we get the 50 of them, we'll be happy. Um, so we have to just figure out what works there. But, you know, there's nothing like I've heard to say, hey, we, they got some interesting product or something that's going to make me go over there is what I'm saying. So uh, I'm not, and I'm not, it's not worth me chasing down, you know, when I have other companies that I'm dealing with. So right. I'm mean, trying to figure out what Fuente going to gonna have at the booth is always a challenge. So right. will, will, yeah. the, will the Fuente Padron cigar be exhibited? I think it will, Abe. Uh, from looking at the map, it looks like they have this area that looks very similar to last year. They're so, going to show it again? I don't know. You know, I actually now I'm wondering if, I lo- if I'll lose this bet now. You know, I just wonder because of the fire now. If I'm an odds maker, you're still the favorite. You said okay. that, you said that personally. Listen to me. Statistically, if I'm an odds maker, you're still the favorite. I'm still a long shot. But I'm going to tell you what, after this fucking Cracker Jack fiasco, 
you lose. I'm scorching the earth with your ass. Oh, I know it is. I am scorching the fucking earth. I, I know it's coming. It's, it's fair. It's fair game, Abe. I have, if I can give it, I have to take it, right? I'm bringing a professional camera crew. We're going to document the whole thing. It's going to be a fucking trilogy. Just make sure the coop logos on that camera. <laughs> You got anything else going on, Coop? Um, three, I got three more releases. Um, you guys cut me off when you have, but I'll just yeah, I'll hit them up. We'll finish. Okay. Up uh, first one is um at the trade show this year. Uh, Casada is going to launch the Casa Magna 15 anniversary. It's going to be a new blend. Uh, under uh, Casa Magna, it's going to be made in the Dominican at the Casada's factory. And they've pretty much moved off Casa Magna production out of Nicaragua to, to their factory right now. Um, so it's a slightly different blend. Uh, this is a, an LE release that they're going to be doing. Um, and you the know, 15, yeah. here's, here's a legend in the industry, man. I, I really hope he kind of tries to fight just because of my personal, you know, relationship with him and Sal who introduced me to him. I hope he finds his way back. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, I don't think their products are bad. I think they've made great product over they the They make years. great products. Yeah. They just can't find their path. I, I hope they do. I hope this helps. I don't know if the hub's not going to help. Yeah. Um, Speaking limited edition, there is a new EP Carrillo uh, limited edition coming out. It's called the Pledge of Allegiance. So it okay. kind of combines two pro concepts, the EP Carrillo Pledge and the EP Carrillo Allegiance. Um, but they're doing an Independence Day themed uh, cigar blend. It's not quite clear if the tobaccos are, are borrowed from both. That's a little unclear. But what we do know is that there's a, a good chunk of American tobacco in the blend. Connecticut yes, Broadleaf yes. and other U.S. tobaccos in there. Um, so I might keep kind of, this is kind of an interesting cigar to see come out there right now. This is, yeah, I, I saw though. that it looked, looked kind of exciting. Uh, price tag don't love. No, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. I don't have the right. picture. The picture got erased in the article too. The, yeah. The, I only saw the, uh, yeah. The went, I had, I had a Paul, Paul, Paul stop loading. It's Paul stop showing the pictures anyway. He didn't even show the Cosmo Magna picture. I just, <laughs> I load them up for nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, but sorry. yeah, $20, $20 price tag, right? Coop. Twenty dollars uh, for the no the fifteen twenty dollars for the EP curl fifteen for the yeah. uh, Casa Magna twenty dollars for the EP curl yeah. Paul, Paul's on my Disney experience right now planning out next Saturday yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what he's doing on the window yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 yeah. and then the last thing that uh, is Las Calaveras uh, the twenty twenty three edition was announced uh, this is going to be a Connecticut broadleaf brand out of my father which has done all those uh, the, the kind of cool thing to guess every year is what the color of the band's going to be. Because uh, I changed it up this year, it was orange, uh, which I, I I actually guessed it somewhere. We were, we were guessing it because it's the tenth year of Las Calaveras, and orange is like associated with Tennessee, uh, you know, University of Tennessee. So that's probably what they went with that. And this will be coming out before the trade show, so uh, keep an eye on that as well. Is that all you got? That's all I got this week. Well, that is the scoop this week, brought to you by William Cooper. Visit cigar-coop.com for always up-to-date news, rumor, and teaser-free. Well, gentlemen, uh, anybody have interesting Memorial Day plans? Well, I got my Atlanta trip, but uh, otherwise that's it, yeah. I'll be around today, though. Anybody else doing anything? Alex, I know you you got basically a triage at your house, so you'll be fucking... Uh, <laughs> fucking tending <laughs> fucking... I'm just I'm just yeah. still baffled that they were, we're two weeks in and I still haven't fallen, so... So, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm baffled that I haven't been sick. 
Paul, you're having a great gathering of friends that you're not going to invite us <laughs> right. to again. No, no, we're not doing it. But I'm dry, we're taking the golf court the cart over to a neighbor's later for a barbecue. But that's it. I bought an interesting thing today. So I've been always wanting to replicate the burgers I made for the. And it's really funny because, um, Gay Figueroa posted it in a memory. How I saw I that. I saw that. How yeah. I won the burger battle. I've always been wanting to recreate that burger. That I made for the burger bat, which is epic, but I don't have a flat grill at home. Um, you know, I, I got a regular grill and whatever. So I bought this cool stainless piece that you put on your charcoal grill. You just set it right wow. on there on your or on your gas grill, and you yeah. can use it like a flat grill. So and I got the smash pieces to smash the burgers down, all that. So I think Memorial Day, I'm gonna try to re 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 replicate the burger I made for the burger bash competition. That's cool. Great, I, I, wanna, I, I want to. I want a flat grill. I want to get a flat top. It's good for. That's what you need for cheesesteaks to really. All really. My neighbors have. Them. Oh, what's nice is Alex. You get this piece cheap. It's like forty bucks or something. And just whatever. sits over top of this. It yeah. sits over a gas grill, a charcoal grill, and you just use yeah. it like a flat grill. So, yeah, it'd be cool. Let's see. I'll, I'll post some pictures about burger creations. Well, we hope you all have a safe and happy Memorial Day, and you know, take a moment, remember the people who have serve this country and look honestly i know it's made mostly for the military but let I me mean, let's face it man anybody who takes an occupation whether it's first responders firemen policemen you know no one takes those jobs for the income I'll, I'll tell you that you know there's some inner need to serve and be part and i think memorial day outside of having the barbecue take a moment smoke a cigar pay some tribute think about it because uh you know they, they are people who have give us the life that we enjoy every day and serve to protect us in many ways. So take a moment. Other than that, have a very safe and happy week, everybody. And uh, we won't see you next week, but we'll see you in two weeks. Until then, everybody, keep it lit.